0: Tarkov show match is just a metaphor for life. Yep. If you think about if you it, you think about it. It sucks and is toxic and cancerous, and the rules keep changing along the way. And then you die to some shit that you had no control over.
1: Yep. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life, like music, content creation, and video games. I couldn't remember what it was for a second. For some reason, I was going to say something about Thanksgiving and ham and turkey, but it eluded me. I'm Jessica Sam. and I'm Jessica Sam. Wow. Quick, what is the superior Thanksgiving meat? Is it ham or turkey? Turkey. Well, guys, thanks for watching. Have a good one.
0: No, wait. Define superior because... Ham is better in every conceivable way oh, no i actually prefer to eat good ham yeah. than turkey but turkey it's when when i think of thanksgiving i don't picture a fucking pig yeah it's because you know? you've
1: been freaking brainwashed
0: what <laughs> bro you never see when everybody's like have a great and then if there's an animal emoji
1: before the word day <laughs> w- is it a pig or is it a turkey okay you're right you're right but what i'm saying i'm saying. That I agree with you that when you when you hit Thanksgiving, when you hear that, you think turkey. But I'm saying that that was like a ploy by big turkey because they know that turkey is like the worst meat. And so they've had to assimilate. They had to attach themselves onto a holiday and make the entire identity of the holiday their terrible. It's like when... Freaking milk, right? The milk farmers or whatever, the dairy farmers, they didn't... This is 100% accurate history. No detail will be missing right here. They had too many cows and not enough people buying, so they started their ad campaign that milk is healthy and it makes your bones stronger and they got Michael Jordan with the got milk. Uh, it's not necessarily that it's not true, but there's like more calcium in like eight leaves of spinach than there is an eight ounce glass of milk so it's one of those things where it's on a technicality true that calcium can be healthy for you but it was like pretty much all marketing um fact checkers okay wait one cup
0: of milk has 305 milligrams of calcium one cup of spinach has 30 milligrams
1: okay spinach listen like I said, all my details I'm are just 100% saying, you accurate. Know, you
0: know there's nine comments on the video we haven't even posted yet already correcting you on, like, the FDA fucking guidelines. But I'm glad. I'm, I'm just kidding. Listen. We're getting off topic here,
1: okay? Big turkey has brainwashed you into thinking that you should eat that, that
0: meat is relevant because you know what's not? What's not as—you know what's more important than meat and turkey it's the mashed potatoes, the corn, true. the peas, and the stovetop stuffing—not homemade stuffing. Fuck that! Stovetop is where it's at, and the fucking um, sweet potatoes.
1: Okay, that is sauce that is true. Is all better than the meat. It fuck is what meat. I respect about. It is what I respect about Thanksgiving. It, it's that it's like a holiday around accoutrements, side dishes. You know what I mean? It's like in celebration of. We always did. My mom always did like mac and cheese with breadcrumbs. You know, she would bake it. You know, on top. We did the homemade dinner rolls, the stuffing, the corn. So uh, so I can I can get I can get with you there. But once again, you know, I would say in foil hat, it had to get there because turkey sucks. So the sides over time had to get better and better and better.
0: Yeah, the sides and the gravy. They yeah. needed to compensate. Exactly. They needed to compensate for the dry ass fucking exactly. flavorless ass meat
1: exactly now yes turkey can be delicious but you need to like seriously risk burning your house down literally do the number one obviously this is a meme conversation i hope everybody this understands is fucking that. serious and i'll die on this hill but like people are always like you just haven't eaten good turkey you gotta deep fry it and it's like have you seen those videos of like have you seen those videos where they do testing oh people have done like like I don't know what type of organizations, but they do safety testing and they, they intentionally overfill the deep fryers just like a little bit so that when you submerge the Turkey, a little bit comes out the top and it's like eight foot wide engulfing flame. Like as soon as any oil spills over the deep fryer and then catches fire, the thing just explodes, dude. Everyone's like, Wait,
0: this, this is okay. I, I, maybe I'm painting myself as like a clueless man child, but, fry turkey? Yeah, Doesn't it go in the oven? I'm confused. So yes,
1: but once again, people are trying to figure out how to make turkey taste good as opposed to just going to the store and buying a ham instead. So over the past few years, what's been like really becoming popular is it's literally like a giant pot and they make these things and you set it up in your yard. You can't do this in your house. Where it does. You set it up in your yard. and It's like a propane thing and a thing and a thing in a giant pot and you literally fill this pot with oil Heat it to 9 billion degrees. Very carefully lower the t- entire turkey into this thing. Clamp it shut and fry your turkey in oil in your backyard. I watch a lot of blacksmithing videos,
0: and this sounds more like someone's smithing a fucking broadsword. <laughs> what you're describing. <laughs> what you're describing.
1: Like they go out in their garage. They have fucking fans. The, the kiln or whatever. Dude. Yeah. The forge. Dude. I'm what the saying fuck. It's crazy. Now I've had deep fried turkey. It's obviously the superior way to eat it. It was delicious. It was juicy because none of the moisture leaves. It's all just in there. It was juicy. It was crispy on the outside. It was so good. But that's what I'm saying. Every time I bring up the turkey thing, people are like you're not eating turkey, right? You got to deep fry. And it's like, no, I don't, dude. I'm not going to risk burning down my neighborhood. To fry this turkey. If you fried it, I want some. But yeah, not nah, No, nah,
0: I worked it, and I'm. A, I also have PTSD too from oh, working true. at Sh-
1: shmoney, shmoney baked, baked Shmam.
0: Shmoney baked Shmam, Yeah, uh, allegedly in Minecraft, I worked at shmoney uh, baked in Shmam. in GTA. Yeah, and and um, yeah. That's like oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? The, you know what was good? They actually had like turkey breast. It was like just like boneless turkey breast, which like I don't know. It was like a football <laughs> almost exactly, except like squished a little bit. Okay. That was just, I don't understand how this, how they make it. And I think I'd probably rather not know where yeah. it's like a football that the whole thing is just a block of pure meat. That's yeah. like, was it like a paste at one point? Like, how do they do yeah, that? Yeah. Right? There's no turkey filled breast. into a mold but yet it's still sliceable. I'm, I'm weird though i'm weird though because like i'd rather have i'd rather have like a big pure chunk of clearly like if you don't think about it too hard and there's like no holes for the bones or anything like it's clearly fake but then i'm again maybe i'm a weirdo with like low t levels or something but like eating like chicken wings and then randomly there's just like a an artery and you're like ah like, oh yeah, no, no, I it's, don't like that either. I, I, I'd rather just give me just the meat and let me dip it in like barbecue and ketchup. I don't need, yeah, I don't need to be reminded that it was living once. Yeah, it needs to be slightly removed yes. from the organs and the corpse exactly. aspect of the dead body. Dude, um, what a low tea cuck. Some, no, actually, no, I'm not even gonna fucking, <laughs> I'm not even gonna say, I'm not even gonna say it. Never mind. Uh, was this is
1: a comment to you.
0: Yeah. It was one of those one comment, come in, get out. Yeah. We'll come and get banned. Yeah. But it was like, it, ha- it had to have been a meme, which is the only reason why I'm not saying it because. Okay.
1: Yeah. just more okay. attention. Dude, I had somebody come in. <laughs> I haven't heard this. I don't know about even ever. It's, it's such low hanging fruit. Somebody came in and he was like, <laughs> he was like, oh my God. He was like, I guess all these people just don't mind listening to a guy with earrings. I'm out of (laughs) here. And everybody was like, what? But he stayed. He kept being like, dude, that's so weird. I'm leaving. But he kept. So we, I mean, we banned him. I was laughing hysterically while banning him because I was like, dude, it's been like since I was 15 that I heard people make fun of me because I had earrings. It was so funny, dude. It was just like, I guess all these people just don't mind that this guy's got earrings. It was so funny. You know, if you would put a gun to my head and was
0: like, does Jesse have earrings? Like, name one per- name one man in your life that you know that has earrings. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to point yeah. out a single person because it's like so unimportant and uninteresting. The fact that he was clearly so butthurt by it. Dude. Is got to be indicative of <laughs> I know. some sort of.
1: It's one of those things where it's like, when that happens to me, it's like, because I obviously what he was getting at was like, this dude's gay. Like, it's, it, you know, but it's so funny when that stuff happens because uh, the first thing I always think about is like, the call is coming from inside the house. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the, the people. The people in my life that have been the most ridiculously homophobic, most of them ended up coming out later in life. So, like, I'm just like, dude, are you okay? Oh my god. That reminds me, are you okay?
0: I think I've probably mentioned this quote like a million times, but it's my favorite. It's my favorite. Oh my god! Okay, cool. This is my favorite quote, and I found it right away. <laughs> I, th- I, I almost definitely have said this before but it just reminded me of my favorite hitchens quote where he said whenever i hear some big mouth in washington or the christian heartland banging on about the evils of sodomy or whatever i mentally enter my name in my notebook and contentedly set my watch sooner rather than later he will be discovered down on his weary and well-worn old knees in some dreary motel or latrine with an expired visa card having tried to pay well over the odds to be peed on by some apache transvestite like fucking jesus,
1: jesus dude
0: when, when, whenever whenever savage, i see someone dude. talking talking about uh the the gays and how we don't like them you always find out that they're doing some dude. some other weird shit that always. you know they've been banging on about from <clears throat> yikes that's a quote that's a quote that is the quote of all time that is yeah. a
1: savage
0: quote that's from hitch 22 his memoir oh which okay is which I think I've actually—that's like the one book I've read like seven times. Yeah,
1: man, that was quite a diatribe from uh, Ham v. Turkey. That was like one of that. It's my favorite I defamation case,
0: Ham v. Turkey, super important precedent that was set for. Uh, and I'm bringing it back av- up. Avian rights. Avian I, rights.
1: I think it needs to go. I think yeah. we need to abolish. Oh fuck. What the hell? Can, someone canceled Jesse.
0: Yeah, oh my god. Han v. Turkey wants to get overturned. Holy shit. You don't believe in uh winged suffrage or whatever. <laughs> this is this is on this is off the fucking rails, <laughs> dude. This dude. is crazy. This is gone This off is the rails.
1: normally what the the PP is like. This is yeah, this is what every
0: episode of our fucking patreon the podcast patreon uh, patreon.com slash the podcast pod yes this is what this is what it's normally like <laughs> it's just much. our unhinged completely <laughs> it, we, normally we script everything from if you can't tell yeah we script everything on on our podcast normally mm-hmm. i'm reading off script jesse's reading off script yep. um the pp is completely un off the cuff unhinged <laughs> off the cuff we just whip it out <laughs> Yep. Uh, oh man, uh, yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I'm. I wanted to. It's been too long, and I wanted to uh, start off with like a feel good story time because it's it been too, been long, too long. long since we've done story time. It has uh, been too long, and, and, and I want to get into one real quick because it's one of my favorite stories. All right, and I have props this time.
1: Is this saving an old British man's life? Twice? No. No. Is no. this Ruptured it's, Spleen? No. Is this The Defender? No. Is it Rico Petroselli? It is. Okay. I just Rico Petroselli. I just wanted to bring you guys into what I see underneath our notes, which is just a list of story times, and the names are so sick. It's the Stabbing,
0: Stomachace. Yes, yeah, well, Overdosing on Sleeping Pills. Shotgunning a beer bloodshed, eavesdropping on a neighbor's business call, oh, um, KFC famous bull, breaking into a house, Sun Microsystems $1 million, firing an employee, dad fight, wedding brawl, dad fight. main woods main Woods creature encounter, homeless guy seizure, and what we have remaining, yeah, is finger, wait, I think I told finger cut in half
1: incident. Was that the Shmoney Bank Shmam one? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you told that All one. Alright, I
0: gotta check that off. Okay, GTA Five RP. I've got saving an old British man's life twice, the quote-unquote defender, the BMW crash and ruptured spleen are still. Ugh. Yeah, I think Dad fights probably my favorite. Dad fights um, great, but this this is a this is another good one. Okay. So th- this story goes back to like 1960 something. Okay. Whoa. It, it, yeah, it predates me. Um. So. I talked about before. Um, my mom, she passed away when I was eleven. Uh, she had ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, when she was a kid, she's a big baseball fan. And this girl who lived across the street was kind. of... They were like friends, but like kind of like rivals. Like okay. they didn't get along, but they they yeah you know they had one of those kind of yeah, relationships where you know the parents were like go hang out, and they're just like you know yeah yeah, um, yeah. and her neighbor. Uh one day came home with a signed baseball from Carl Yastrzemski. Okay. Now for those of you guys that don't know, Carl Yastremski is like a legendary baseball player back in the day. Um played on the Sox uh in fuck. I know the sixties, maybe seventies. Okay. But, you know, way back in the day, anyway.
1: Kyle Stromboli, L- 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 L-
0: correct? <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. Um, and now my mom, jealous, but also not to be outdone, she went and grabbed her baseball glove from the, you know, the garage or this fucking shed or whatever, and she went and grabbed a Sharpie and, and forged her favorite baseball player, Rico Petrocelli, forged his signature on her baseball glove, uh, and... yeah. Went over and was like, you know, look what I got. Uh, and Rico Petrocelli was, I believe, a third baseman around the same time for the Red Sox. Okay. Um. So then, fast forward, fucking eight hundred years, right? And I remember I was maybe nine or ten, and uh, my mom had told one of uh, one we she. During the last, you know, a few years of her life, ALS is like this totally fucking debilitating disease. Yeah. You know, she was effectively bedridden on a ventilator. We had like 24-7 nursing. Um, but, the you know, the nurses would be there in shifts, you know, these 10, 12-hour yeah. shifts constantly. They were almost like... Some of them were like members of the family, right? Because they're yeah. like there the whole time. They would be doing the ones where it's like, hey, can you, you know, like make a sandwich for Mike or can you help him with this or help him with that? Um, yeah. Now, I remember... My mom told one of her nurses. Um, and I'm forgetting her name. And it's so sad. She was this, this super nice Jamaican lady. So nice. I want to say Noel. Anyway, told her the story about Rico Petroselli. Classic. And uh, all I know is that like the next weekend... Out of nowhere, we get a knock on the door. And guess who walks in the fucking front door? Rico, Rico
1: Petroselli. What?
0: Apparently, he was kind of local to us. She went to church with Rico Petricelli, Told him the story. Whoa. So he showed up and just like chilled. And told, you know, sat with me and my mom uh and my dad for a few hours on a random like Saturday what? and was just telling stories of the fucking 1960s and 70s being a professional Played Red baseball. Sox player and signed she still Dude. had her glove with the worn down signature. The face signed over it with the like a real sharpie, actually signed over the fucking this, and this is her her real glove. I mean, this thing's fucking ancient. Um, Dude, signed a couple of baseballs. So it says to Susan with love, Rico Petroselli. And I have one. This was like up on a shelf. Um, you know, in my upstairs between the two bedrooms, yep. there's like an inbuilt shelf, and we had like this little, you know, this family pictures and stuff. And we have the the glove. There's a baseball. Um, this baseball, and then fucking. Yep. This is a picture of of Rico, me with my and one cut off shirt. Oh yeah, that'll yeah Rico Petroselli, me and my mom, and uh, dude. It, dude, it's just it was just such a cool day. That just is legitimately
1: a, one of the most feel good stories like I've ever heard.
0: Such a classy move. I like emailed him at one point because I think like, you know, in his retirement, I think he did like real estate or something like that. And I found like, you know, Rico Petroselli Realty or I yeah. emailed him and I like told him the story and I just said, thank you. It never never heard back. I, you know, probably went to a spam mail or something. Yeah, um dude. But yeah, I just wanted to share you know, the, the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, feel uh, good. a feel good story that is just such a cool thing. Dude, that's wild.
1: What are the odds that she literally knows him? That's that's so crazy. Dude, it's yep. so funny that her mom just forged the signature in a time where, like, how would you know the difference, right? She's not going to, you know, she can't Google it. <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? It was like, you could get away with that back then. <laughs> Dude, that's Indeed. crazy. That's a W. W story.
0: Yep, yep. So I've had, the, I've had that shit ever since, and uh, it's, like, literally hasn't moved in 10 years from that shelf. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and before the pod, he was like,
1: I have a story time. I need props. And so yeah. he like runs away. I was like, what are you doing? I got some props. Yep. Dang. That's awesome. There you go. W. W story time. Indeed. <laughs> oh, What else man. we
0: got that's not quite as W-E. Or maybe just as W-E. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, okay. So uh, last last week, we didn't get a chance to talk about uh Twitch Rivals in the Tarki space. And that was, Uh, that was a kind of a W. It was a, it was kind of a W. So Twitch rivals happened. I got to play. I got to be one of the captains. I played with Velian and Desmond. um, And uh, it was super fun. So this one was like you and me. I think the very first time I played rivals, it was you, me and geeks. I think we did, uh, we did rivals. And I think that was the first Tarkov Twitch rivals. Yep. Um, is it, that the, was that the, the bingo, bingo card, card? Yeah, and it was like find stuff or like kill a PMC with this gun. I don't know. The bingo card was weird because it was like so RNG. Um, now the rules for this were uh were super interesting. So, you know, this is also coming off the heels of like the streamer challenge, which obviously the criticism went there was like. You know, there was no points for (laughs) any sort of PvP. You know, this is Twitch Rivals. It's a tournament. You know, you kind of want to get some action in there. I thought the rule set was really good and really balanced in the sense that, like, it did a lot of things right in the sense that you could get a ton of points in a raid, which would mean, like, there's the potential for, like, an upset, right? If, you know, the the squad in the lead dies and then somebody can rack up crazy points, you know, you want that stress, you want that tension. And it was also a really good balance of um, getting points a few different ways. So on Streets, it was Caban is 100% spawn. The Goons are also 100% spawn, and they spawn on the other side of the map. And then also okay. Bird Eye's backpack, you know, the most like the big antenna. It's like super little, like super thin. Yeah, his yeah, backpack. Yeah. There's three of those that spawn on the map in fixed locations. So, and then all of the AI on the map was replaced with raiders or rogues, but basically raiders. Wow.
0: Okay. Sounds super fun.
1: Yeah. So (laughs) I was really worried about that. They dramatically decreased how many AI spawned, which was really good. So it was like you would get groups of three or four of them, but like super spread out. It wasn't toxic. I was actually really worried. So, like, a raider was two points. uh, Killing a boss was five points. You know, killing all three of the goons then would be 15 points. If you found one of those backpacks, bird eyes backpack, and extracted with it, that was 10 points. Um, But what was cool was that killing a PMC was five points. If you headshot the PMC, it was an additional two points. And if you got their dog tag out, it was an additional three points. Okay. So, in theory, you could get 10 points off a PMC and 5 points off a boss. So it was a really good and it was also the PVP then was more pointed towards like skill, being able to land a headshot or being able to like secure a dog tag. That maximizes yeah, your yeah. points, right? And so it was teams of 3, uh I think four total teams, so there're only 12 players on the map at a time. And uh it was really good. It was a really 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 fun um the yeah, it was really fun. We did, we did really well. We came in second on that part of the tournament on the streets part. Um, okay, okay, okay. How many teams were there? 24. So, you know, uh, you know,
0: I was on the the, the list of teams, really. <laughs> yeah, wait, what I was the someone's like, I, I had a bunch of people reach out to me, like, yo, uh, can I, uh, like, you looking for more people for your team? Blah blah. blah. And I'm like, what. <laughs> And then I got reached out to by whoever yeah. it was that I talked to, you know, last time I did a year ago or two years ago for Rivals. And I was like, oh no, like I'm I think I had to like go. I think this is when I visited my grandmother or something. I was I was gone yeah. for the whole afternoon. Um but it was like, yeah, I was on the list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which, I mean it was like nice, you know, that they that they you know yeah, included me, they but reached I'm like, out for yeah, sure. I'm, you know, unfortunately sure. not
1: not this time. So it was, dude, it was good. I I think it I think the format was good. Like I said, we were like, we didn't PvP a whole lot. Every single raid, I think the every single raid the entire time we were on streets, it was two hours. Desmond killed Kaban. Just every single raid we would spawn in, he would just like run over there. And then like one of us would split to go for the goons. And then we would also split for the backpacks. There were times where like I killed the goons. Desmond killed Caban. We and all three of us are wearing the three bird eye backpacks out like it was like super clean raids. It was super fun. There was tons of ways to get points. A lot of teams were like cleaning up, mopping up points on like PVP. Uh, There was also a there was also a thing where for every. 200,000 rubles or 100,000 rubles worth of loot you extract, you get one point. And there were a few times where like Gingy's team found a taiga on Kaban. So that sells for like 10 million rubles. So that was like a bunch of points too. What was the value based on? The trader, not the flea. On the gotcha. flea they sell for like 30 million or whatever. Um, It was so... Uh, It was interesting. It was fun. It seemed good. It seemed balanced. The only thing, and this is kind of a theme, is that the rules for some of the things kept changing and I I think that's a terrible vibe if you're changing the rules during the tournament it doesn't matter what the rule is that's a really rough vibe because they're not there's no way of disseminating that information so like an example is somebody was like do I have to kill the person and get their dog tag out. Or if I kill somebody with. And he's got some dog tags on him. And I extract with those dog tags. Do those points count? And at one point they were like. If you get a dog tag it counts. And then later it came out. That those points weren't counting. And it was only that you you had to kill the person. And get their dog tag out for the for it to count. So like. And I know that that sounds little. Because you're just like oh well it doesn't matter. All the PvP you for. What if your teammate for, killed them? No, you have to kill them and get the tag out. And so that might seem little, but that legitimately could alter strategies, right? If if I have a dog tag and you have a dog tag and the guy I just killed has three dog tags, what we might do is give you all the dog tags and send one of our teammates to extract and the other two of us stay in. If yeah. he extracted for nothing, got no points, and then we die, but we could have used your support there as the third. That changes how stuff could go. You know what I mean? So hey, it's, that like that like a right there, almost like disqualifies the whole fucking thing. Like it, dude. It's it's a few stuff like that. So then we were then we went to labs, and same thing. Uh, I. I was so I was looking at the discord where like people were asking questions and some people from like rivals or whoever were like answering questions. Um, it didn't say this clearly enough in the rules, in my opinion. So I don't know if this qualifies as a rules change, but I thought I saw somebody respond in the discord thread saying it was one way, which was so on labs was to streets and we went to labs on streets. There were the backpacks on labs. It's like one of those new. Hideout items, like far forward digital converter. I don't know. Just some miscellaneous item that only spawns on labs. But it was the same Mm -hmm. deal. There's three. They spawn static spawns. They spawn every raid. If you get one out, it's um, 10 points. We all thought, we, we were all under the impression it didn't have to be found in raid. So two separate times I was dying. I my and I knew this was going to happen. My performance on labs was abysmal. I was getting rocked left and right. I can barely hang on labs when there's at least a 50 percent chance the dude is like a pleb and he's trying to do his quest. But when it's full of like Tarkov streamers, I just can't hang on labs. I'm just not. And these were wait, but these were private servers, private servers. Yeah, yeah. OK, I'm just not that guy. Right. So I was dying left and right. I was like, so two raids in a row. The plan was, we're going to get some of the items. We're going to give them to Jesse, and Jesse's going to get out with him and secure points because I can secure some points that way. So I had four of those items in my inventory when we realized they have to be found in Raid. So I literally should have just sat in the corner and waited three more minutes for the seven-minute mark and extracted with them found in Raid. But because I extracted with them four minutes into the Raid instead of seven minutes into the Raid, the points didn't count.
0: Oh wow, the fo- the fucking poor design of the found and raid system. Yeah.
1: Coming uh, once again so to like show another use only case where bad design sh- I could put up on the board. I had four of those items in my inventory and none of them counted. You know what I mean? So, it was like so it was stuff like that. And I know that there were a few other teams as well. Like uh in the Discord people were like, "Wait, what? I thought I thought that we could, you know, I thought we could do So so I'm not saying we would have come in a better position, right? we didn't do well on labs. I was the anchor pulling us down saying that, you know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not saying if we would have just had those items, we would have come in third. No, no, no. Cause a bunch of other people, right. And this is what I've, what I've been saying, everything that negatively affected us also negatively affected other people. So I'm not saying it would have turned the tides and we would have won. We might've even lost worse. You know, there could have been teams with more of those items, not found in raid and they would have got more points, but it's just, it's the principle it's the of principle. it. It's not the results. Exactly. Exactly. It's the principle of just like, how can this stuff be changing? And, and an example, I have a few examples of me literally, like I'm not making this up, by the way, the rules change. I was looking at the rules page and somebody was like, dude, PMC kills count for seven points on labs. They counted for five on streets. and They count for seven on labs. And I'm looking at the rules. I'm like, it's no, like the text, delete, delete, no. delete, delete. <laughs> <laughs> almost. She's a almost, dude, almost. I'm like, no, they don't. It's five. And he's like, yes, they do. It's seven. I said, no, they don't. He's five. He said, brother, refresh the page. Refresh the page. All right. Kills count for seven points on labs, boys. There's no like an at everyone ping <sighs> saying we updated the rules for labs. And I was like, and even, even if there was, it's in the middle of a competition.
0: I fucking, I like, yeah, No, I'm not paying attention to like those kinds of messages and pings and shit. Yeah. Okay. So wait a minute. Was the question I have is were was the score automated or was was it manually tracked? It was automated. So I have a feeling that like here's the idea of went down of what went down. At some point, some people came up with some rules. They handed them to programmers to program in the logic for those rules based on that guy's understanding interpretation of a rule of the rule yeah and then there was some either misinterpretation or they changed their mind or maybe the actual interpretation like or the implementation differed from what was intended so then they the people who are the ones who aren't doing the actual programming are like yeah this is the rule without realizing that it was coded to where, oh, the check to see that you got out with the thing, it was and, you know, status equals found in Raid. Yeah. When it's like, that wasn't a part of the checklist, but that's yeah. the way it's programmed and we can't push an update mid-tournament. So, I guess that's what it is. Yep.
1: Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, they sense. were
0: probably figuring it out in real time. Where yeah. they're like, wait, why didn't he get points? Oh, shit. How did you program it, fucking Dimitri? Oh, I did it this way. Oh, fuck. You know, like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so... <laughs> yeah. So stuff like that was just like a little brutal. So streets goes down. We're in second place almost the whole time. All right. The, the only other thing that was brutal. And once again, this definitely didn't just affect us. There's 10 minutes left uh, because it's just going to be two hours. Like you were on streets for two hours. There's 10 minutes left. I'm looking, uh, me and Velian are dead. And I'm looking at the chat and somebody's asking like, can we queue into another raid? How does this work? And they were like, yes, you can queue into another raid because it's all automated at the hour mark. Like when we say it's done, it's just stop scoring points. So like, even if you extract after that, so it's like, you can get into another raid and it'll score points up until it won't. And so we were like, bet. So Desmond was like, should I stay in and milk this? And we were like, no, get out. We can get another one. We can go big. We can re-kill the bosses. We can get all the stuff. He goes, bet. He gets out. We we're in queue for seven minutes, and we just fade to black. Just, it's over. Right before we faded to black, the teams that were in a raid got a five-minute warning. In raid, it was like five minutes until it's done.
0: And So, so you thought you were going to get like ten minutes, but instead you got nothing, and then everybody else got five. And we
1: pulled Desmond out, stopping him from scoring points. Aww. and there were four, you know, five, six, half the teams were in the discord going, what the hell? We were all in queue. There were like, this is private servers, right? They were like 10 teams in queue there. There were enough to build two raids and it, they just shut it down and everybody just had to wait and watch the other teams score points. And what was what the reason we were salty is because we were in second place and we got booted from our queue And the team that was in first place, Gingy's team, was one of the teams that was in. So it was like, once again, I don't think, we weren't close enough to them that I think we would have gotten in first place. We were close enough where it was like an upset territory where if they had died, like if they had died early in that raid and we had gotten into our next one, maybe we would have gotten it. But like none of us were salty at Gingy or any of them because like obviously they had literally no control over that. They were just in a raid. So But they racked up a bunch of points and that felt Bad, like the literal final raid of the streets thing. Like half the teams were in the Discord, being like, "Dude, we left the last raid because we were told <laughs> that we can get into another raid." And so, so when when is it? Oh
0: God, when is it gonna stop? I know, and then like this, this is like the ninety seventh like event that yeah. was like, it was cool, but
1: yeah there was so, something that soured it so um now once again like yeah people are sitting in chatter saying of course the the way the, the way it is with everybody streaming and everybody's chats it's super unfortunate that because Gingy's team was winning they got a lot of shade at them like people were like obviously you know it yeah. sucks Everyone that was competing that I talked to was on the same page where it's exactly like what you were talking about. It's the principle, right? It's like, Gingy's team ended up going on to win because they crushed streets and they crushed labs. Like, they were literally an S-tier team. They deserved to win. So, none of the competitors I talked to were like, man, we could have won. It was all just like, we thought we could get more points. We thought we could go in and get another raid. You know what I mean? It's like... You you don't want to win or lose under... Like, it would feel shitty if you won... It would feel shitty. Yeah, yeah. They were like, she she was like, I don't know, like I didn't, I didn't, you know, she didn't get special treatment. They didn't send her into a raid. It wasn't her fault at all. It wasn't anybody's fault. But no, it was a bunch of
0: fucking anti-social, anti-social weirdos yeah, that yeah, for sure that are the types of people that are going to harass yeah a chick for the S- failure to properly <laughs> plan a tournament, <laughs> plan a tournament. So, Without issues.
1: So we come in second. We're going into the labs, feeling a little down because we missed missed out on that, but like excited. Dude. <laughs> our first three raids in labs, our entire team was dead in 30 seconds or less. Like it was crazy. To other players. To... Other, yeah, to other players. It was it was mm. a mess. There was a th- cause we were still trying to figure out what our strat was. There was a uh there was a raid where we split, where we were like, let's try splitting and all going for, you know, points and stuff like that, where we split. And in a span of 15 seconds on three complete opposite ends of the map, all three of us died to different people laying prone in the bushes in the planters. <laughs> like, we were like, I was like, I'm not scoring points <laughs> this whole time. I'm not scoring points. So they're like, all right, we'll give Jesse the item, which didn't work out. But like, it was bad. I killed, I think, two PMCs, the whole two hours, uh, dude, it was bad. Our our accounts got 10 million rubles uh, and 10,000 United States dollars at the beginning. So it was two hours on streets, two hours on labs. The last 45 minutes of labs, I was like, Desmond, bring me a gun. I have no money. <laughs> like I lost 10 million rubles playing labs us. for an hour and a half.
0: <laughs> One of us. Okay. Okay. Now, this is actually really interesting. Um, going under the assumption that the people you were playing against were legitimate players, yeah. I don't know that, you know, I, I haven't heard anything or anything like no, that. No,
1: there wasn't anything weird.
0: Did... If you were to go play labs all day today for a couple hours or whatever, I... Would it have felt different? <laughs> Dude, It's On these private servers with limited people? Or, like, I just wonder if if there's you know like sometimes it just feels sus or feels shitty whereas in a tournament it's easier at least for me yeah to to, to like assume like okay yeah they just outplayed me or whatever for
1: sure yeah no there wasn't any time that i felt like anything was sus it was it was all nine every single time i play labs like people people are like jess people in chat will be like jesse why don't you go labs and before i even answer other people are like it's because there's so many cheaters and i'm like i don't not play labs because there's cheaters like, I, I I can't remember the last time I got into a sus encounter on Labs. I'm just bad at that map. Like, oh, okay. Like I just, dude, people are good, and 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 I'm not saying there are no cheaters on Labs. Obviously there are, but I'm saying that it doesn't require a cheater to kill me, right? If Desmond runs Labs for three hours, it's like either somebody hiding in a bush or a cheater is you know is going to have to contend with him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like. Joe Schmo labs man that plays labs three hours a day. He's just going to wipe me 10 out of 10 times. And so, so I guess that goes to like the original question is it didn't feel different. No,
0: because I, I remember playing in some of these other tournaments and they were challenging in a different way. Yeah. That like didn't feel as bad. Mm-hmm. And you know, my like objective brain wonders, is that a, in, like a, a brain bias? Yeah. Or or is it actually like a manifestation of a real phenomenon, which is during these tournaments there are better legitimate players as opposed to weird sus encounters? Yeah, yeah. You know, because those things just feel for sure they do they feel just different. feel yeah. different.
1: But it was just like I get into my own head on labs. You know what I mean? It's just like there. It's such a. <sighs> There's such the stigma that it's like labs players are the best of the best. They're like the sweatiest. They're like the most min maxi. and so. A lot of times what I end up doing is like turning the aggression up instead of like playing slower for information. I just feel like I have to match the energy. So like most of my deaths, I'm like, I I swung that too wide. Like, why didn't I just tight swing it? And then if I saw him down there, I could have gotten back to cover. I just like, I'm just like ego swinging people, trying to point fire people from too far away. I just get into my own head and these guys are good. I can't make those mistakes and recover from them. Because, um, you know, Tweak kills me, and then, you know, freaking Trey kills me, and then this, and it's like, I just, these guys are you really good players. It. You
0: need to approach it like if this was an F1 race, and that the only way you win is by going two miles an hour the whole way, and you hope every yeah. other driver flips their car over. Yeah. <laughs> that's because, because you'll never out, like, if you yeah, go I'm balls never, to the walls, you're not going to actually win on speed. I'm not beating alone. Max
1: Verstappen, but if he crashes yeah. into the thing. Yeah, dude, that's so true. It really is, though. Like, um, just probably explains uh, why a lot of people were prone in fucking planters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Velian carried us hard on labs. Velian um, knows the spawns. Yeah. Hell yeah, Velian. Oh, dude. V- literally, Des- like, ask Desmond. He'll be like, Velian put up 70% of our points on labs. Like Valiant was just like Valiant can now He can coast on that alone For the rest of his career Yeah Um He did t- Team kill Desmond on Labs But Um He was dude Well like, yeah that was just him As fucking starting dominance dude <laughs> That was just his g- a Giga chat alpha moment 100%. That's all that was That's 100% That's all that was dude Valiant knows the spawns on Labs Like crazy dude Like he just knows he's crazy He spawned You jump up on a planner You you know Alt peek this tiny weird thing And he's like Oh guys found there Boom dead and kills, even if you didn't get headshots, or even if you didn't get the tag, were seven points. So he like... <coughs> so with me, I killed two PMCs in two hours. So that's 14 points. Those were all the points I put up on the board. So it was effectively those two, as a two-man, playing in in a, in a tourney against threes. We came in 10th in the labs portion. 10th out of 25. So top half was crazy to me. It was basically them two versus the world. Um, huh? So, and then this was super weird the way they did the tournament money. So it was a $50,000 prize pool, right? They took $20,000 off the top. Then they took that 20,000 and they split it in half. And what placement you got on streets when it was all said and done, won you a certain amount of money from this 10 K. And then the placement you got on labs won you a certain amount of money from this 10 K and then they added the scores together and this was the final score. And that final score netted you money from the 30 K that was left over. Yeah, it was very weird. It was very weird, but I think it just got more people in the money. You know what I mean? Um, it was it was weird, but we came in fifth overall. So second on streets, tenth on labs, fifth overall out of twenty four teams. It ended up being great. It ended up being great. So, and then <laughs> I'm I'm a really late on. was really late on pulling. This you need up. to pull that up on your stream deck. Yeah, I do. Um, and then. And then there was the show match. All right, There's more? Yeah. <sighs> so they were like, all right, after the tourney, we're gonna do a show match. It's one shoreline raid. And wait what the way, what's the fuck what the fuck is a show match? It just like what, is that, what does that word mean? I don't know. Is that wait, is that a word? Am I being stupid? I mean, it's just like a Show match? I don't know. <laughs> That's not a word.
0: Showcase the show? I mean, they called it the one v one the co op show match. What the fuck is sh- entertainment and dance program where the audience participates in order to decide if the participants remain on the program or not? It's a TV show. It wasn't that. What the fuck is it's? It's, it's Argentinian
1: television program. But <laughs> oh, what is a show match? It was like a sh- final showdown, but they called it a show match. I don't know why. But they... Was that just bad translation. Maybe. But they called Was it, it like the the final remaining like top players or something? Well, dude, let me tell you. Let me take you on a journey of the rules changing. Okay, five days I'm before, ready. five days before the tournament. Uh, I get asked. I say yes. I want to be a captain. I ask Desmond and Valiant. They say they're in. We get we're good. They send me the rules. Okay, the reason I have proof that they changed the rules is because the day they sent me the rules. I took a screenshot of the show match and sent it to Desmond and was like, "Yo, this looks sick." So, so I've a got screenshot of a screenshot. Thing. I don't know what the what the sh- okay. And I'm not. I'm not. It's not worth sending. I'm just saying that I'm not. I this, need to know what a show match looks this like. Isn't re- me remembering? This is what the rules were. One member from each team ranked first to sixteenth place. Team members will choose which of their team will participate in the show match. Total of 16 people. One raid on shoreline, 30 minutes. All players spawned in. Um, When entering the raid, this is basically based off one of their old pre-web events, one of my favorite ones. When entering a raid, a toxin debuff is placed on the player, which kills them after seven minutes an airdrop, which drops a single stimulant to remove that debuff and adds a new debuff that basically resets it. Um, There's bosses, bosses, like multiple bosses are going to spawn on shoreline, and airdrops come in in cycles where there's 16 players and the first time airdrops come in, it only drops 10 airdrops. So like you could try and play one of the ones nobody gets or you could pvp over one of the airdrops and then basically it, it keeps doing that a few minutes later uh four airdrops show up and then a few minutes later three and then a few minutes later two and then a few minutes later one and it's basically like who can survive the The guy that survives wins is basically if i could read the rest of the rules but uh oh, the airdrops that must be so
0: tough like if there's one airdrop it's like you don't want to go in
1: lie next to the box like well but that's the thing is that like there was 10 the first round it was literally 10 planes in the sky and it dropped 10 airdrops but there's 16 players so it's like not every drop was contested
0: yeah yeah, yeah. No, i mean it's only like the last one it's kind yeah. of like a it's it's a, an alternate circle where it's like the timer's ticking down you're both gonna die you uh, you both exactly. have to run for the box
1: exactly or
0: it's like chicken
1: <laughs> it is because you could camp out the box But if the other guy that you're camping out doesn't go to the box until there's only 10, 15 seconds left, you have to get close enough to the box after you kill him to freaking get the antidote. What happens if you both just sit
0: there and wait and and like wait for the other person? It's like you don't hit the brakes when you're doing the the chicken to drive off the cliff and then both people just drive off the cliff. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And then like, I guess that's why it's a show match.
1: Yeah. So I thought that was really cool because I really loved that event. They did this as a, as a pre-op event, I think, last year in, like, 2022, and I love that concept of it forced people to move around because, like, we're all dying, and you if you if you get a stim, you know what I mean, It, it, it you can delay your death.
0: What a metaphor for life, if you think about it. <sighs> you know, at
1: the end of the day, we're all
0: dying. Tarkov show match is just a metaphor for life, yep. if you think about if it. If you think about it. It sucks and is toxic and cancerous and the rules keep changing along the way, and then you fucking die to some shit. That you had no control over.
1: Yep. So true. Um. Okay, so that was the rules. But then, the day before the tournament, I was talking with Berkey and Nixia, and Berkey was like, isn't it crazy that this show match, all 72 of us are spawning in the same map? I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't read the rules. And she, she goes, rules, dog. she goes, uh, Nixia just told me this. And I was like, Nixia, what the hell? Refresh the page. Sure enough, the 16 n- gets multiplied. The new rule says all participants from all teams are spawning in one single shoreline raid. And the same thing is happening. It's just going to be a bunch of airdrops. We're all infected, but it's a free for all. Here's the, here's the important thing. It's changed. All of you, the show match, the all the, sh- all the money is already split up. This is like a small, its own prize pool of $500. bucks. You're, it's every man for himself. 72 Wait, players. Wait, there was a prize prize pool? Yeah, it's like $500. Bucks. See, I thought,
0: what the fuck? Okay, I, I came to the understanding of that a prize match was just like an exhibition for fun. But then as soon as you now tell me there's a prize pool, now it's no longer a show match. Whatever the fuck that means. And sounds like it's not a show.
1: Yeah. Okay, continue. And I was like, surely something is awry. And she goes, I know. I literally contacted them and was like, Are you saying all 72 of us are spawning in the same raid? And they were like, Yes. So then it was like, Oh, damn. Everybody was like, Yo, Nikita's been saying for years, like, dude, we can fit, we can fit sixty players in a raid, and everyone's like, "Yo, this is them testing that in in private servers for the show match." A little bit of money, it doesn't like nobody's gonna care if it's a cluster, and everybody was like, "Oh my god, that's gonna be insane!" Oh no, and 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 what you
0: what you mean to say is they fucking split it up, and it was what was it like five raids, or something?
1: Ding 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 ding. We all literally queued up. We all left our discord calls cause we didn't want to be cheesy and we all queued up <laughs> frames. win games, we all queued up. We spawn in dude. I'm alone.
0: You're ready for Normandy.
1: I'm ready for freaking Normandy. I'm look around. I don't see anyone. I don't hear anyone. I'm like, Chow, what's happening here? I was like, everybody's nobody's moving. Everyone's trying to figure out what's happening. I go over the hill. And then I go over this hill. And then I go over this hill. I haven't heard a single thing. I was like, what? So I look up at the Discord. I'm like, are they about to call it? And <laughs> I'm dead. And I was like, okay. <laughs> So then I was like, great, honestly. So I pulled up Desmond and Valiant's stream, and I just watched, and it was absolutely that. It was 72 players. It was a free-for-all, but they just spawned us in five different raids. So it wasn't a free-for-all. It was seven different (laughs) free-for-alls. But it was all scored based on, like, if you extracted how many PMCs you killed, How many bosses you killed? How many scavs you killed? So like every raid had a winner that like extracted, Mm -hmm. but only one person won the show match. Actually, technically first and first and second tied. They tied for first with the exact same points. But it was like it was like, you know, five or six people extracted, but only these two won because they tied dude. It was like I legitimately How was looking at the discord. I was I was so convinced it was all 72 of us. I was waiting for the message being like we messed up, we're going to kill everybody and we're going to we're going to try it again. Dude, it was like it was such a cluster. How could they
0: consistently get every aspect
1: of it? I don't know. I don't know. Now we're um, we're obviously memeing on the mistakes that were made here. It was legitimately and this sentiment was shared by pretty much everybody it was the best twitch rivals tarkov they've ever done it feels like the rule set even though some of the small things changed was finally in the perfect realm of like if we're gonna compete in a tarkov setting this is how you do it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like they like some of the things that were like surprises, but W's like the fact that they replaced all the scavs with raiders, but they didn't keep it at the same spawn rate, right? Like you can kill 80 scavs on a streets raid. They turned down the spawns so that the raiders weren't all over the place. They uh, put the goons and cabana on opposite sides of the map, meaning that the map flow on streets, you know, helps. They increased the PVP points. On labs, right? If it's going to be labs, that's the PvP map. They made PvP even more effective. So, like, there were a lot of little things here that told me that they really were finally figuring out how to do something, like, competitive. And I don't just mean competitive as, like, who wants to be the best. Like, you want PvP in something like this? Because it was like, we talked about, you know, we talked about a lot when we were talking about the streamer challenge. There were people who were like, this is perfect for Tarkov because Tarkov's hardcore, milsim, like, PvP shouldn't be rewarded. And whatever. In this, you want PvP, right? It's not 1,500 streamers. It's private servers. It's These are the top streamers. Like, you want to watch... From a viewing perspective, you want to watch these guys fight, right? You know what I mean? So they really nailed it. It was just the fact that they... It really just came down to, like, how do you not know what the rules are before it starts? And if you don't know, you don't start it. I'd rather have just started two hours later... And, and gone two hours later. You know what I mean? So it's like if they can just take that piece of feedback, like if you send out to the captains a website with the rules on it, you can't change them from that point on because I didn't know to refresh the stream to know that PVP counted for more points on labs until somebody told me to Right, like, you know what I mean? Like that information can't be disseminated that way. And I remember, I remember, like, at one point during the
0: bingo thing, how it, there were so many people accessing it that it, like, kept going down. So I was, like, afraid to refresh
1: it. Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. That's probably a completely separate issue. But at the same time, it's, like, I'd almost, like, screenshot it, like, close my browser, open it
1: up and, like, paint. <laughs> Just yeah. Just
0: have it there, like.
1: Yeah. Ugh. So, like, that's the really, like, all of the mistakes Come down to that one single piece of feedback. The tournament was run well. It wasn't too long. It wasn't too short. It had some fun in it with the with the attempt at some crazy so- show match. It um, and once again, what the show match was would have been fun if it had been communicated effectively. The people that were winning. The people that, you know, it was a 30 minute trolling raid. The people that were extracting at the two minute mark were like, man, I thought I'd see more people like we're all in here like they still weren't even aware. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was crazy. So it all all of the negativity, like all of that stuff comes down to the one piece of feedback, which is like when you get to the point where you send that rule set out, it cannot change and do whatever you need to do. Twitch rivals or BSG devs. I don't really know who the hell is responsible for all this that you have those ducks in a row before you send the rules out. If that one thing happens, do that Rivals again tomorrow, and it's the best tournament ever. Like, it, it was it was so good. It was so fun. It had so much potential. And so, like, everybody, I mean, literally so many of the contestants were like, dude, some bumps in the road, but this was, like, the best Tarkov Rivals by far. Um, They just got, man, you just can't change the rules of a tournament mid-tournament.
0: Yeah, and this, I mean, this, it just has, it smells exactly like my experience in the software world where it's a disconnect between the people who set requirements for things and the people who implement the, the yeah. things that... it Which is something that I've been saying forever now about the game proper. Yeah. Where this kind of, like, reinforces that, like, you just have to be very, very particular and careful in specific about how you define things about the requirements about the rules about the logic about the edge cases you need to ask yourself all of the how can this be abused how can this be manipulated if i was if this was for life or death situation how could i how would i bend the rules yeah if i was here to try to take advantage of this? What would I do with this? Is there a way to exploit this? Is there a way to misunderstand this? And you go back and forth and you address yeah. it a million different ways and then you ensure there's that the wording that that there's a one-to-one correlation between the wording you have on the rules list, the requirements given to the coders, and the fucking lines of code that they write.
1: Yeah, Dude, legitimate piece of feedback for the rivals is there should be a meeting, a 20 minute meeting with the captains. You know what I mean? Like everybody hopped yeah, on where and they just...
0: ask questions. Great fucking.
1: Yeah. Like, like how crazy would that be if it was just like literally 20 minutes? I don't know how the rivals works. Maybe it's one person from rivals, one person from whatever game. Cause they do like rust rivals, whatever, you know? So one person from Tarkov, one person from rivals and the captains. And it's like, we got 30 minutes. Do you have any questions about the rules? Because not only does that settle some things, But people who have questions about the rules would then like I might have that question, but way later in the tournament. So like they bring it up and I go, oh, I didn't even think about that. And then like and then we get the answer. We get a direct um, stuff like that would just make it better. But if this is what, you know, if this is what needs to happen on the road to them finally figuring this out, I'm glad that, you know, I was able to participate. It was a fun day. We came in fifth, which means we won some money. And uh, it was interesting. It was fun. I just
0: hope in, like, 2027. 20, we're yeah. all like, honestly, this was the best rivals yet. Really a bunch of hiccups. Yeah, dude. We really need to, you know, probably iron out some of these things, and you know, uh, hopefully we're, we're in the on future... We're on the road to... We're on the road to fucking, you know, and and here I am, like... <laughs> <laughs> I remember back in my day, things were fucked just like this. Nothing, it was day- a bingo card. Oh, my, my spine hurt. Fuck. Oh, God.
1: Oh my god, dude, so yeah. good! I'm super interested to see what like you know there's gonna be uh arena switch rivals and arguably hopefully it'll be an easier time, you know what I mean to create a tournament in the tournament. They won't have game. to
0: hack together a bunch of fucking exactly. rules that can kind of just be like here you go.
1: Exactly. Um. <laughs> so yeah, so that was uh, that was rivals once again. <clears throat> I hope if there's anybody from BSG or from the rivals team listening, it was a W it's just like, that's the big piece of feedback. We just have to make sure the rules are set in stone and it's okay if mistakes happen, but just like, how do we get those mistakes to happen before the tournament starts? And so something like that, like a meeting is an opportunity for like a, oop, I didn't think about that. Let me get that figured out before the tournament starts, you know? Um, few other tiny little talk off things but before we do I want to take a second and thank the sponsor for tonight's episode and that is Hello Fresh. With Hello Fresh, you can farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip the trip to the grocery store and count on Hello Fresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why America's Hello Fresh is America's number 1 meal kit. Dude, we were talking about this the other day. Some of the seasonal recipes that they throw on. One of the cool things about HelloFresh is that there's like 30 or 40, 45 weekly recipes, which affords them to sneak in like five or six super seasonal ones, like some soups, some fall soups. They even do like an all-in-one like Thanksgiving turkey box dinner thing. Should be ham. You know, we talked about that earlier, whatever.
0: They, They didn't... Wait, does it... Do they? Have the forge, the blacksmithing forge, the <laughs> iron outside cauldron, whatever the hell that comes with it, <laughs> or, or is turkey? it just easy? Yeah, is it just easy to easy. convenient? To cook? Yeah.
1: yeah, easy and convenient. So, uh, yeah, we love HelloFresh,
0: bro. I, I like after we talked about it over the last couple weeks, I've been, uh, I keep telling my wife we, we need to, uh, we need to hook ourselves back up and, uh, literally just, just set up everything again, yeah. and my good lord like there's just so many amazing things yeah on the menu that like normally with these kinds of things i'm a picky eater Same. and it's always like that looks good except for this one thing that i yeah. don't like on it or whatever or you know Dude. and everything like I'm, I'm literally scrolling through here and i see brown sugar bourbon pork chops one pan sweet and spicy cashew pork tacos Those are pork so good, tenderloin actually with creamy pan sauce one pan tr, try i don't know trattoria 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 or trattoria i'm not sure all the italians are gonna mauled
1: uh tortellini bake oh that one's so good yeah i'm the same way dude normally when there's stuff like this it's always like this is good that's good but i'm gonna throw away the vegetable because i don't like that or you know what i mean like there's always just like one thing of course there's types of food that I don't like on the menu, but if it's a type of food, I like everything on that dish is delicious. Um, yeah, yeah, it's so good. There's all sorts of different stuff, especially around the holiday time. They have an, uh, a whole uh, like separate menu where you can do, um, charcuterie boards, desserts, uh, all sorts of like appetizers or additional food, or even just like additional stuff for like lunches. They've got, um, recipes that are easy, you know, ready to go in 15 minutes. They've got, you know, protein plus, they've got keto friendly, whatever you want. They got it. It's amazing. We've used it for the longest time. It's delicious. So you can go to hellofresh.com slash podcast free and use code podcast free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That is free breakfast for life at hellofresh.com slash podcast free with code Podcast free. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you so much to HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit, for sponsoring this episode. God dang, look at that. Tangy plum Dijon glazed chicken. Hot! Oh, my God, dude. Now I'm hungry. Yep. My bueno.
0: I always, they always do this to me, dude.
1: <sighs> um. Okay, so... Ba-ba-ba. Speaking of arena. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello fresh. Hello fresh. <laughs> nah. We're gonna get freaking.
0: No, we did it so tone deaf that there's no way it could yeah, be no with any
1: other brand. Um Tarkov tweeted out uh the other day, Battle State Games will make its esports debut. At DreamHack Hanover this December with the first ever tournament for the new hardcore shooter game on site, six pro teams will compete on a dedicated stage for a prize pool of 100,000 euros.
0: There was actually quite a bit of... And by quite a bit, I mean four people (laughs) yesterday uh, were... Um, how do I like I'm trying to figure out the best way to categorize this it seemed like there was potential not drama but like questions around why no one in like like none of the big name NA folks apparently oh. knew about this like they weren't invited or they weren't asked and I just recall, like, when we first started talking about this at one point, weren't there like the beta testers from Arena? Was like some random like esports teams that, like, I- I assumed...
1: they did one, oh, okay, they did one thing where they like brought the Virtus Pro team in, let them play it like all day, run a few little mini tournaments, and then gathered their feedback.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> the question is, is like, do we know who's taking part? Is it a bunch of like, is this like Cloud Nine versus n- fucking Nip versus? virtus pro like a bunch of cs teams that are now going to play arena or is it like team landmark versus my understanding
1: is that it's the first one it's like they got in contact with some pro teams in and around because hanover is that in germany
0: yeah that's the event that i
1: that you were potentially gonna uh, originally gonna
0: potentially maybe do like the opening ceremony fucking guitar concert thing yeah
1: so they haven't like named the teams, so I definitely don't know if it's like Cloud9 or whatever, but they said, you know, six pro teams. The the official blog post on their website says um uh six professional teams will compete on a dedicated stage. Players will take part in gladiatorial battles. Um
0: With like fucking swords and
1: shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh so like then then they end this with a quote from Nikita, "We are excited about Escape from Tarkov Arena in Germany to demonstrate our ambition uh taking esports endeavors to the next level. Developing an esports title has always been a part of EFT of the EFT Arena roadmap and the immense popularity and community uh demand have proven that we are on the right track. We see DreamHack Hanover as a great stage for us to show ta- showcase the new title and an opportunity to engage and grow our community with esports and other experimental activities on site." Experiential, not experimental. <laughs> so I don't think that this is a bad thing. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't heard any other streamer. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if streamers that live in Europe had casually mentioned, like, man, I wish I could play in the tournament. But I don't think there's like proper drama. But I, I have also gotten that where people are like, isn't it freaking crazy that BSG's not even inviting anybody? And it's like, dude, this is marketing. You're yeah. going to play Arena because you love Tarkov. They want new people to come in and play Arena.
0: So they're going to dip into the CSGO Valorant. So market. they're going to
1: reach out to these eSports teams and be like, "Hey, we're going to put up a ton of money." Obviously, it's not going to be a big deal cuz this isn't a game you guys have grinded thousands of hours. Would you be down to come in, play, we'll give you some time beforehand, you'll get to play it, you'll do the tourney, it'll be a big thing. They get some money, like to me, that's marketing. That's not bad. Of course, uh if I lived in Hanover, I would be like, "Man, I wish they invited me to, you know, do a team." So I don't think it's crazy, but like I don't think there's drama i don't know yeah
0: i mean i don't either i like i, I think there was just a couple of people that basically said that they kind of interpreted it as like don't yeah. you see this is kind of like a uh
1: slap in the face
0: slap in the face i almost not yeah i couldn't remember the fucking phrase so thank you slap dude. on the nuts and i'm like i don't know dude like i kind of don't i don't I see don't. it like that i just assumed it was the yeah. same like kind of esports folks that they got involved last time around and or yeah, i don't know I and know. i highly i also highly doubt that like if they were to ask you know let's say what six teams five people on each team like th- th- if they were to ask 30 you know the top streamers like six of them would be willing to go to fucking yeah, germany yeah could go
1: to germany like
0: and i like i was panicking cuz i had to like my passport's long expired, yeah. So like, I I'm actually glad I almost went like the expedited route, which can get kind of expensive, uh, and I'm glad that like I didn't like go that oh, far yeah, until dude. I got the email be, being like, yeah, never mind.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I don't know. It yeah, it seems not crazy to me. Once again, like like you said, you know, a lot of most of the players wouldn't be able to come you know because a lot of the like you know maybe way out in russia people wouldn't be able to go a lot of the you know na people wouldn't be able to go there's a lot of eu people that could go i'm sure and i hope that they go to dreamhack they could probably play arena and have a good time but uh i don't know i get it as like a marketing thing
0: um, i also i would also love to see i could be wrong on this but like my my instincts are telling me that if you had like a bunch of cloud nine dudes that are all like CS pros or whatever, have them play arena for six months. And then you put them up against like, you know, team landmark team, What G- like whatever. Right. Yeah. I have a feeling like they would fucking own the Tarkov OG streamers. Like, yeah, it's like playing like, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. It just, it's like a different, it's a different do, game. They, yeah, it's a it's a different. Not even that. It's just like a different mindset. It's like, for yo, sure. we've got fucking, we've got practice at four. For sure, we get scrims at seven. You know, do you fucking take your protein shakes and <laughs> do your, you know, leg day was yesterday, bro. You know what I mean? Like, it's just kind of different. Um, for sure.
1: So, I don't know. For sure, I don't know. So, yeah. So that's the uh. Yeah, I don't know. That's the Um, I think it'll be cool. I don't know where DreamHack is. It's like the 14th through the 17th of December. Um, I'm really hoping that we have Arena by then. I'm really hoping that at least they're rolling out waves before then. Please. But we'll see. I, I just went on to fucking Arena.
0: Tarkov, whatever. Didn't you say you had to like click on something? Yeah, you gotta log in. So I logged in and then now what? Oh, it says congratulations you got the game. Yep. I love find- I love like ugh, Don't you fucking hate that when you you like don't see the thing until you're like finally get a g- someone on like customer service and they're like <laughs> yeah. okay how can I help you and you're like I just saw never mind fucking
1: Yep. So Literally by the way, happened. that'll be like that'll be the last Tarkov thing that we talk about. Once again, I'm just trying to spread this news as much as possible. If you have the Edge of Darkness version of the game, you got Arena for free. And what you want to do to tell the Arena servers that you have claimed your Arena game is go to arena.tarkov.com, log in with your Tarkov credentials. It will say, congratulations, you got the game. And that is how you basically activate your free Arena, which makes you eligible for um, them to pull your name for the waves that they do when they start releasing it. So if you pre-ordered arena on the site then obviously you already have the game but if you have edge of darkness if you bought it in 2016 and you're kind of interested in arena right now you may got to make sure to go to arena.tarkov.com and log in do it bro um sorry i'm like getting fucking
0: text messages from my sister (laughs) she's like doing some fucking random shit tomorrow for like our family thanksgiving oh oh. she needs like a bunch of fucking fun facts that little that people don't know about you. Yeah. You you want to know what my three fun facts are? What
1: are your three fun facts? <laughs>
0: because I I'm like, I can't think of the fourth. I'm fucking busy right now. <laughs> Stop texting me. Um number one. I won a Michael Jackson dance competition at a bar.
1: I'd pay anything for the tape. That tape exists. <laughs>
0: on Facebook somewhere. Oh God. I just just continuously, I can only moonwalk. Yeah. Like, like knowing that now and then thinking back and you think about all the different dance moves that Michael Jackson has. I suddenly was like, I got panicked because if I got asked now to do it, it'd be like, no fucking chance. Like, are you kidding? Yet somehow I ended up on stage at the Bourbon Cowboy in um, fucking New Orleans, Louisiana. I just moonwalked back and forth a bunch, and I'm pretty sure the the woman at the microphone who's like emceeing said I got great moves for a white boy. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that's number one. Uh, number two was that I've owned over twenty five vehicles. Jesus. And honestly, that was true. Like, I've only had one car for, like, the last, like, five years. So, really, it was, like, between the age of 16 and, like, 26. I own over 25 vehicles. um, And then number three was I was the founder and vice president of my college Republicans. Like, the college Republicans. Oh. <laughs> if you can fucking believe it. They were different
1: times. Different times. (laughs) Yo. uh, Mm -hmm. If only 19-year-old Veritas could debate 30-year-old Veritas.
0: Dude, I'm like unrecognizable. The lore is rich with this one. I have a a video on Facebook where all you see is a stream of urine on a Hillary Clinton for president sign in Washington, D.C., where I was down there for CPAC in college. It's just like, it's just a different time. It's a different time, dude. <laughs> and you know what the, the craziest thing is, too, is now, again, we're don't we're not we not going to get like political or anything, you know, and we're not going to bring politics in, but I will say <laughs> that during that period of my life, I was the most I like I was the most fervently outwardly loud about politics while simultaneously that was it was the peak of my of my like loudness and the fucking valley of my actual knowledge on anything. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um that's college for a lot of people. No a lot no matter what they believe, you know what I mean or or what their politics are. That's that's often our peak loudness and valley as far as emotional intelligence or yeah any sort of intelligence. Wow um, uh, All right so that's all the Tarkov stuff bro you could
0: pay five dollars to upgrade from your region to other to Europe. On this website, what the fuck does that even mean? Upgrade my region. I'm, I'm, I'm getting citizen European EU citizenship and Tarkov for five dollars, boys. That's all it takes.
1: I actually don't know what that means. Mine is other. I don't know what that means.
0: You don't identify as a yeah, as a European or a
1: exactly
0: European on a sign. Okay. Anyway,
1: um. Uh okay, so that's all the Tarkov stuff. I don't know anything else you got. We got the the vid coming, the Billy Mitchell vid. Yeah, three hours,
0: three hours forty nine minutes is the final runtime. Damn. Um, how do you it, feel it, about
1: your Billy Mitchell doc being longer than the extended <laughs> cut of a Lord of the Rings
0: movie? I'm used to. There's a dick joke in there somewhere, but I. Uh, then I thought of extended cut and I realized I didn't feel comfortable anymore making the connection. So, um, so yeah, uh, no, but overall, I mean, I'm excited. Yeah, uh, yeah. I got a couple last little dot. My eyes crossed my legal teas. Yeah. Um, I, I did, uh, I think I am going to do like a little bit of a watch party where, yeah, I, it's yeah. like, it's a, it's a, you know, almost four hour video that I need to, even though I've seen every moment of it nine billion times, once I render out the final thing, I need to watch it from start to finish. Otherwise, I will not feel comfortable that there's not just like a ten minute red screen in the middle or something. You, just, you never know, because like one time I fucked up an edit and like uploaded it without watching it yeah. like five years ago, and I'll yeah. never trust ever again. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. So I think I'm gonna do four. Uh, my patrons of the uh, like my personal Patreon, I think I'm going to do a watch party at some point, um, probably next week sometime. Yeah. Maybe hop in Discord and just have like a, I don't even know if I'll be able to like, can you control who can get into like a Mm -hmm. call or a room based on roles
1: or something? Yeah, you can do like Patreon only roles in the Discord and then only they can enter these rules and then you can do the uh, you can do the they're called like stages or something, where like okay. you can only designated people can speak, but anybody can, you know, anybody that has the the right role can hop into that room and like watch or something. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. All right.
0: Well, then I'll fucking uh, I'll probably end up doing that. Um. So that'll that'll just be fun to go through it and give an early preview. Um. And then yeah. yeah. So still trying to iron out, though we were talking earlier, some of the final, like, thumbnail title ideas. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: Did that, did the video that have has the title you want, was that, like, a big video? So, the,
0: the the funny thing is, um, is, I had thrown around the idea of, and I'll just fucking say it, was the longest con in video game history. Yeah. And I, I actually reached out to my buddy Carl Jopst, who is currently being sued by Billy Mitchell. (laughs) Uh, You know, and we're we're homies. And I basically was like, yo, what do you think about this idea? And he's like, dog, I have a video with that title. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably where it got into my head, like seated, you know, like, like, oh, well. You know, because some things kind of, like, write themselves. For like, sure. The, like, The King of Khan yeah. is, like, a documentary that, like, one of the dudes made. Uh, it's a wild, he's one of the eccentric kind of crazy guys in the middle of the story. Um, but, like, you know, that they, some of them kind of write themselves. Um, yep. And I was like, oh, but that actually wasn't even about Billy Mitchell. <laughs> that was about Todd Rogers, the, guy, the, the dragster guy. I don't know if you ever heard about that whole thing. Uh-uh dragster you know you know that old atari game dragster you probably have like maybe seen I've it probably once, but seen it yeah it's like literally there's just like a top and bottom split screen with just like nine pixel little dragster and it's like you just drive shift 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 whatever gotcha. well um he got allegedly got a 5.51 which is like the the record from like fucking 30 years ago or whatever well it was Found out a long time ago that that was it's impossible.
1: Oh, I think you've mentioned this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like literally impossible. impossible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, like people have been doing it for thirty years, like speedrunners or whatever, and like five point five seven, I think, is like the fastest, like possible. And they've even broken down like frame by frame the code and everything, and it's like you know, but he came up with some whack story like, Yeah. yeah. I changed gears before the green light and, and popped the clutch and blah. It's like, what the fuck, dude? This isn't Fast and the Furious. It's Atari. Like, you yeah. didn't do any of the things. Anyway, um, but he also, like, self-input in, like, hundreds of other scores for himself, yeah. the most of which were impossible. You know, like, second place was, like, 800,000 points, and he's like, yeah, I got 10 million points. <laughs> like, like literally, like, like, that off, and a lot of the points were, like, He'd get like you know one million five hundred thousand ninety seven, and it was like, you can only get increments oh, yeah. of fifty points. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, so, and then like when confronted in a bunch of interviews, he's basically like, okay, fine then, like I'll just remove it. It's like, <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait a minute, right? Like that's funny, you know, like oh, we we found your DNA on the dead guy from five years ago. Okay, well then I'll fucking tell his wife sorry. Dude, it's like, well, no, dog, wait, what do you mean? Yeah, <laughs> you got to answer for this. That, that doesn't make you seem more legitimate if you're like, well then fine, yeah,
1: take them off. That doesn't. If anything, that makes me more mad. You know what I mean? It's like the It's like the YouTube commenters who are like, I literally don't agree with a single thing you've ever said about the game. And I'm like, what do you disagree with me on? And they're like, Well, I agree that this should happen. I just disagree that this. It's like you're already shut up. Like, already yeah. shut up. You can't say literally. Don't agree with a single thing you've said, and then start your next message with what you agree. It's like I asked because I wanted to know. You can't do that. Yeah, oh. and, and well,
0: and fun fact too: Todd Rogers was the judge that adjudicated Billy Mitchell's scores in question. <laughs> well, of course, naturally. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so the 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 longest con in video game history was his
1: Carl Jobs video okay. about
0: Todd Rogers. He's like, yes, yeah. so I'm like, fuck. Well. That's awkward. Imagine going to someone and be like, yo, I'm going to name my kid fucking, you know, some very specific, unique name that you named your kid. And you'd be like. What do you think, man? Yeah. Yo, I'm going to start a Twitch channel. I'm thinking Jesse Kazam with two M's. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You'd be like. What, bro? What? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens okay, there. Okay. So I played a game, a new game yesterday. I just, it was like a, a one and done. I was done in about four and a half, five hours. I saw you playing it. I was lurking for a bit. It was a, honestly, a really, really good game. Really good game. It's called Viewfinder, uh, right? Call, you called Viewfinder. Yeah. It was, um, it was the game that a lot of people saw the kind of like the core conceit, like the core mechanic of the game was like in a tech demo, you know, last yes. year, a year before, or whatever, where basically like you you can walk over. It's got kind of like the witness-esque, yep. kind of cartoony, but still really beautiful, surreal it's vibes. Uh, vibes. And you'd like, you know, walk over with a, a handheld little Polaroid camera and go take a picture. It spits out the Polaroid and you take the Polaroid and you like hold it up in front of you. And you press a button, and then like it inserts the thing you just did, like in the environment. Yeah, in a completely seamless way, and then that's how you—that's like the mechanic for solving puzzles. Yeah. Um, so if you and, need like
1: a bridge over here, and you see a bridge over there, you could take a picture of this bridge, put it where you want it with the picture, and then just—it's there now. It just inserts yep. into the environment.
0: Yeah, and there's some cool stuff you can do with perspective. You know, because you can take the picture and like go like this so that, you know, like uh, th- th- there's a thing that has like batteries and you put the batteries on these little charging plates and if like you can see on the other side of a wall, like a, a kind of a mesh wall, you can see there's a battery, you take a picture and then you like take the picture, rotate it, put it above you and then like place it and the battery just falls, right? Because of gravity. Um, there's a, it's, it's very similar to The Witness and a lot of other really well-designed puzzle games in that like... It introduces and explains a mechanic, and then just shuts the fuck up. Yeah, and slowly builds on the mechanic in ways that are increasingly more clever. Yeah, to the point where there's like, you know, and then it's like, well, then the the first puzzle is the for the first few minutes I forgot that there was a camera because for the first few minutes it was just go pick up a Polaroid and then do it. Oh yeah, you know, um, which really th- limits the constraints of the puzzles. Yeah. Um. But then later on, there's like a photocopier. So now you take a Polaroid and you put it in the photocopier. And now it's like, I just duplicated the thing. And then there's, uh, then it gives you a camera. And then there's like stationary cameras. So then it's like, you fucking take the picture with the photocopier next to the stationary camera And then now you've just duplicated those two, and each one has a certain amount of either like print copies or like film. Oh, so like using that logic, and it doesn't explain anything. It just slowly lets you like deduce things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite my favorite element of of puzzle games is when they just make you feel like a fucking genius. Yeah. And, p- like- and part of that, and part of that is is designing something that is like logical and intuitive without hand holding. Yep. If they explained every mechanic along the way, it would be so less, sa- so much less satisfying. Um, but and also, the, inverse
1: is, the reverse is true as well. Where if it's like after seven years, somebody just finally found out that if you just stand on this pixel and press. This combination of keys, it unlocks the next thing. It's like it's that arbitrary. It you know, the scale of like the harder it is to deduce, the better you feel about finding it. That has diminishing returns where it just becomes arbitrary and unfun because it's unrealistic to ever deduce it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and this this is actually a really interesting game in that like very few games like this really give you they don't lend themselves well to having multiple solutions hmm. but I actually feel like like there were times where I would have an idea and I'd be like placing the photo and as I place the photo when we go to jump onto the thing I just placed I would look over and be like oh there's another thing over there I didn't see it was like that's probably how they intended it but
1: but there it was worked. just
0: open-ended you know yeah. when they add interesting mechanics you know like you could cut a hole through the wall or take a, a picture of a bridge and then rotate it like this so then you have a ramp then you go over the wall you know versus yeah. take a picture of yourself and then it use put the fucking photo over here so then when you place it you like teleport whoa which is like, which is like such not an intuitive thing but yet somehow it's one of those things that like I feel like it was a stretch like at the same time my brain was like this is this isn't going to work and then i did it and it worked and it was like whoa cuz you would think that like i don't know it's 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 hard to explain yeah it seemed like a stretch but when it works it's like wow yeah like you didn't have to be like here's a hint for how you don't get it yeah
1: yeah 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 you
0: know cuz then it just loses the satisfaction but when i'm like when i think you know, if this was my game, this is what I would do. But this isn't going to work. Click. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Hell yeah. It worked. You know, I love it. So and whenever sick. I play games like this, it really just makes me want to make my own fucking puzzle game, dude. Yeah. I want to make my fucking puzzle game. I want to make my, my fucking body flight game. I was talking about this on stream.
1: Quap, but not AIDS.
0: Quap, but not AIDS. Yeah, which which actually I was talking about on stream the other day. And I could tell that, like, I think a lot of people kind of didn't quite get what I was getting at yeah. with that. Like, they thought it was like memey or like that the controls were like purposefully meant to be confusing or weird. But, but we, and this is, this was from the episode on the PP that never will see the light of day because it didn't have audio. Yeah. Where I, I went into detail for like 40 minutes about my game idea <laughs> that, that, that I'll, uh, give like a fucking 11 second elevator pitch on, but effectively a bunch of people have seen my, my body flight videos, which is like indoor skydiving, which is basically, it's the part of that of skydiving. When you go skydiving where you're free falling. Yeah. It's not the part in the plane and not the part under parachute. It's the actual like free flying. Um, and I want, this is what I was looking for, for, um, was looking for like an unreal engine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, you know, developer, because I I want a little simple proof of concept where I can test out the controls. Um, yeah, because a huge part of it has to do with the controls. Where I imagine, like a two D puzzle platformer, yeah, where you're you're using wind currents, whether it's fans or natural. You know, I can imagine it being like this industrial neon yeah. city thing, but then also I can see there being like a canyon wind current you know whatever level yeah um but like to where you're controlling your body so for example you're flying you know like this is the free fall position where you see a skydiver they're always you know falling through the sky like this right when you're flying if you push your legs out what that does is it provides more surface area more lift here which lifts here which tilts and makes you go forward so if you bend your legs, you go back. Legs out, in. Bend your legs, go back. And I didn't have this little model yeah. during that conversation. Um, now if you push your arms out and bend your legs, you'll go back really fast. Yeah. Push your legs out, arms in a bunch, you go forward really fast. Now if you um if you bring your legs in a lot, put your arms out a lot and like kind of de-arch your torso. You transition over into either back flying or um, or you can fly vertically in like a seated position, which is fucking hard to do with this model. It kind of sucks. I got it. Yeah. Da. yeah. Um, or you can fly vertically head down in kind of like a position like this. But all of these things have different fall rates, which means like different yeah. speeds that the air um, would have to be to keep you level. So there could be like different sized fans with different speeds. And I just, I have a million like puzzle cool yeah, things. But yep. the, the whole important, the most important aspect of this whole idea of this game is the satisfying movement. Yeah. The manipulating. You get the controls right and just being like. It would look so sick to be like, fucking doing all these cool flips and manipulating the body to. It makes
1: a lot of sense that it lends itself well to a puzzle environment because, like you said, you're basically just introducing a core concept, and then letting the player then run with it. And that core concept is like, this is how you fly. When you move this way, it does this thing. When you move this way, it does this thing. And then you let you know you allow that exploration of like. If I do this, this is helpful in these types of situations. If I do that, it's helpful in these types of situations. So it like lends itself well. But I remember what you're saying is like controlling that is hard because if you're belly down flying and you can kind of grasp, you know, this is my first one arm. This is my other arm. This is my leg. This is my other leg. So I can manipulate those. But if you flip on your, now you're on your back. Now the controls are, it's just getting a, getting the controls down is is was what you're talking about and it makes sense that that's like a hard thing to feed to be satisfying and intuitive when your character model is flipping around so much and this is the core of it like if it's not intuitive at all and it doesn't
0: feel good then the whole game's bad yeah. like like I, and I, and i imagine that this kind of game would be similar to like super mario 64 which a lot of people when they start playing they're like god this feels so like ice skating uh-huh. and so slippery and so whatever but when you ma- like when you speed run it and you master it it's got such a high skill ceiling and it's so satisfying to watch and to do when you master the controls. And it's like, imagine... Did you ever play The Binding of Isaac? No. Have you ever played, like, any... They call them, like, twin-stick shooters um, or twin... So, so, like, Binding of Isaac, um, you have, like, WASD um, to, like, control your character, like a 2D on the screen, right? Yeah. Up, down, left, right? And then... um, I'm trying to remember the controls. I might get this wrong, but it doesn't really matter for the sake of this argument. And then like you have your, so you have your left hand on WSD and your right hand on the arrow keys.
1: Okay. Yeah. I like looked up some so, pictures and stuff. So yeah. like
0: left and right. So that'll control like which direction you're like firing or attacking, right? So imagine that these controls you could play with maybe two sticks or, you know, d- WSD and and the arrow keys. So imagine if, you know, you're like this, right? And you press A, which is like left, yep. right? On that could push your arms out which would make you go the, you know one direction yep. um And then if you pressed D, it would be like the other side of your body yeah which would be your legs out right. Yep. And then maybe like left arrow would be like pull your arms in yeah. so it's basically like you control your arms with a and left. And you control your legs with D and right, and right, and that would be, you know, arms in, arms out, right? But then, like, let's say you're transitioning over like this. Well, now, the question is, is, and I don't know. I can I can see both ways being comfortable. Yeah, but like the uh, the default and whether it feels good or, or quick or seamless is like, is a still going to control your arms even though because it's like before the left it was with the left and the left and the right with the right well now it's a with the arms so it flips it's like do you so do you keep it mapped with the direction and i guess that also goes with like flying vertically in both directions and
1: i i don't know it's my gut tells me that you would keep the key bound to the appendage at all times So like, you know, if A is legs, it's always legs because like, because if not, you have to find, you know, the frame they transition, Yep. which could be the better system, but is a more complicated system, undoubtedly, because there has to be a point at which they switch. You know what I mean? But so it's like, yeah. So think about this. Think about this. Imagine if there's like a thing that that
0: I used to do, which is like you kind of flip this way and then you like, you kick your legs out, which makes you flip. Oh, and then you kick your legs out, which makes you flip. And then you kick your legs out, which makes you flip. And it's like, or you could like kick your legs out and then kick your arms and then legs. Oh, and then yeah. arms. And I almost feel like in that scenario, I'd want to go like, a, 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 yeah, a, a, you're almost like... like you're spinning the ball, you know, like when, yeah, you're, when you have the ball on yeah. your finger and you're, so it's
1: like, I can see multiple ways. Yeah, I don't no, know. And that makes sense. That makes sense. But I and, can also and, understand why then your desire is to get a little proof of concept in Unreal and mess with it and figure out what feels right and then hand it to somebody and say, does this feel right? You know what I mean? And Because if yeah. you can nail that, then you're like, all right, let me start building some levels. You know what I mean? Let me start building some puzzles. But.
0: And yeah, it's figuring out how a granular. I, I want to get to because yeah. like. Because obviously when, it's infinitely when, you, when you see me fly, my body's doing this. I'm spinning and I'm twisting and my arms, are I'm asymmetrical. And because this would need to be, I think like it would be a lot easier and easier to control and conceptually and program if it was just 2D, your body's basically symmetrical all the time. Like yeah. if you cut down the middle, your right arm is always doing what your left arm is yeah, doing. Yeah. Um but but, yeah, like, uh, when it comes to, like, a transition, you could make it so that it's, like, when you transition, that you put your arms out, you know, maybe you have, like, space bar and control as, like, the yeah. ascend-descend, which would, like, so, like, space bar would be, like, flatten your whole body. Control oh. would be, like, arm your whole body.
1: Yeah, almost like uh, controls that were resets. Like, space bar, no matter what, it reset to this because that would lift you up. Yeah. Um, but then there's also like imagine you wanted to do
0: like a like get up into like a cannonball position like somersault to where like imagine you kick your legs out and then it's like if you double tap r or sorry double tap d or double tap like the right arrow then you would go like you know ball up and then you would spin super fast yeah so imagine like you prop up you, like, blast yourself this way, do a little flip because you need to go through a gap that's yeah, really small. Yeah. So you're, like, but then, like, once you go through, you then need to, like, stop, flatten out, and go back the other way because there's spikes or flames yeah, or, yeah. or or whatever. Uh, um. But then the question is, like, do you have a button that's, like, double tap is, like, a quick flip? Or you double tap, and that's a transition to vertical. Double yeah. tap again, and it's, like, transition transition and maybe triple tap is you go like 270 degrees yeah Or you want to make it so that like you need to give it like the leg out arms in and it
1: does it incrementally yeah these are all things those that are yeah those were all those are all questions it. that you need to feel because that's going to truly dictate the like the challenge of the game you know what i mean like do you make it, obviously there's ends of the spectrum. Like you said, do you make all of the major positions just like one click away, click I'm in this position, click I'm in this position. That's one end of the spectrum. The other spectrum is it's fully, you need hands-on all append at all times and you're completely manipulating it. And like where and I on don't that want
0: it to be like quop, where it's- Exactly. And off, where,
1: you know? So where on that scale does it feel rewarding to master, but enjoyable to start?
0: Yeah, and, and honestly, like this game, I would if I, you know, if and when I ever build this, speed running is going to be like in like speed running yeah. in mind a first class citizen. So first thing first, I am going to build in like an input recording system, yeah, 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 so that you can have like input file, like Trackmania, for sure, where it's for like sure. you know every input on every frame, and you can have a playback file. So like like yeah, Doom, dude,
1: because like that would be so it's a la Trackmania. That game would be so great for like community built maps.
0: Well, and that's the other thing, too, is I would build in as a first class feature at launch would be a map builder yeah. where I would maybe come up with 50 maps in the main campaign. Yeah. Maybe wouldn't even need a storyline, you know, like, yeah. I did, you know, maybe some high level like it's the future. Yeah. The world is made of fans, you know, <laughs> I'm like, you know everything's a fan, uh, humans evolved fan blades, fan blades, <laughs> you know, I don't know what the fucking story would be, Uh, but like. And have it be kind of similar to uh, if anybody ever played OnlyFans, fuck off! I hate all you guys. Holy shit! OnlyFans. The name of
1: the game. That's Jesus Christ. OnlyFans no, only with, with a, a question Z. mark. With oh okay, Z. yeah,
0: with a Z and a question mark. OnlyFans. Uh, holy shit. Okay. Yo, Lo- lonely fans. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Um, nice, 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 nice. Uh. But, um, but yeah, I don't know if you ever... Did you ever see or play Happy Wheels? No. The browser game Happy
1: Wheels? Wait,
0: maybe. I'm, I'm pulling up a fucking... I'm pulling up a video to show you. Happy Wheels, number 103. I don't know what this is.
1: Oh, I've seen this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's very... It's very,
0: like, heavy on... See, these are all user-submitted levels, right?
1: Yep, yep,
0: Um, And it's just, like, a fucking meme. Like, the default character is, like, a dad with his fucking kid on the... It's just... Yeah. It's just such a meme. Yep. Yep. But you build in enough different cool elements where you have a simple map, map maker, and now you have infinite content forever, and... Yep. You know, I, I yeah. just a game a game built with speed running as a first class citizen. It has a timer built into the game, you know, to like make things simple. Yeah. It has all of the the replay validation and stuff for uh-huh. like anti cheat, um,
1: dude. You
0: know, whatever. Um,
1: and then the user generated stuff. It's like infinite memes, infinite <sighs> speed running, infinite content. But all all I need, all I need as a
0: software guy, if I have. It's like if you set up a canvas, you prime it, you give me all the paints and everything, I will be able to like make a nice painting, right? But if you say make a nice painting and now I gotta like go to the store, Find the paint. Which paint do I want? Take fucking two months to figure out. Do I want this kind of paint? On oil-based paint? Do I what kind of canvas? Do I want to paint on a wet canvas? Yep. Do I want a canvas at all? Am I going to do this with pencils, markers, crayons? How am I going to do this? What are the different shading techniques? I'll never, I'll never do the painting. Yeah, right. But if if I had just somebody who knew Unreal Engine and who could get me a fucking stick figure that. I could like press A, D, left, right, and it would just legs go out, make me go this way. And yeah. I don't know if I have to roll my own physics engine. I have ways of like I have an implementation, kind of pseudo code written out about how I would roll my own pseudo physics engine. Or they might just have like yeah. oh, they have all the particle fluid dynamics physics. where all the wind and, and stuff you is
1: dragon. Yeah, yeah.
0: Did I ever tell you about the the one little mobile game that I made that I never did anything yes. with? But that's a base game. And how I spent all this time implementing all the gravity formulas based on the mass of all the planets and everything, and I realized like if I just said world dot physics engine dot gravity, or no world, uh, if I just what was it like? I needed to like take the world scene and like turn physics on, and then like set the mass of the objects, and then it and then bad. set gravity to like zero, then like it was just full on space orbiting and like. And I spent, like, a while actually building all that. And it was, like, four lines of code. Jeez. But I'm
1: sure I don't know that. Yeah, So I exactly. don't want to just go in so and So you cre- don't want to go in and spend two months creating something. And then the viewer's like, oh, I'm in Unreal. All you have to do is click this button. And it's like, dude, you know I, I've been there. It's like, you know that's what it is. So I, you don't want to start until somebody can just freaking get you there. Because you know what I end up doing? I would end up getting... The default, like like I did with
0: Unity, the default like Unity project where it's like a robot dude with a gun that like jumps and there's like shooting and whenever it's like okay, delete the gun, delete the environment, delete the physics, delete the thing. Okay, now like rotate the guy this way and then it's like how do I control the limbs? Fuck, I don't know. There's like a walk animation I didn't make that. Well, now how do I? And then it's just I spend all day and I'll never get there.
1: Yeah. Yep. So if
0: you're out there, please. Someone actually did reach out to me. I I remember how it said nobody reached out to me. Yeah. I recently saw one person like reached out to me. It was in like my pending messages and was like, yo, I can help. Uh, Yeah, I'm down to help out with your game idea. And I was like, that was June of 2023. I'm like, oh, I never saw it. (laughs) So if you're if you heard this and you're still down cracker uh, hit me up again. Yeah, because I totally didn't see your message. But uh, so I, I lied. There was one person. But anybody else, if you like, think that you could get me started, I could build. You build it. Yeah. I can. I can make changes. You know, like any software engineer can like debug and make changes on top of something already built. But it's such a massive mountain to
1: get sure. started. I believe it. I believe it. Dang. Well. Yeah, I want. I want to do that. I'm more excited about
0: that than anything now, because every game is fucking boring. I, I I bought City Skylines 2, yeah, and I was like excited. I literally re- re- refunded it after like 40 minutes, just because I really like City Skylines. One, it's been so long since I played, I forgot yeah. most of the details, but like the intro tutorial, and was just like annoying enough in the first, like, 20 or 30 minutes mm. that I'm, like... Like, like you'd have... There's, like, a, one of those tutorial pop-ups. So, like, pop-ups over yeah. half the fucking screen. And it's, like, I want to see what's behind the pop-up, but I can't unless I dismiss it, but then I can't get back to it. Yeah. Like, simple things like that. And then, like, connecting the roads with, like, the sewer pipes was just, like, more annoying than the first City Skylines. Uh-oh. And it's, like... I you do this so much that this should be like the most not annoying shit connecting yeah. like roads and I'm like, I'm over this.
1: Yeah. I've seen a lot of pe- people play City Skylines, but I've never, I haven't really played any of those type of games since like Roller Coaster Tycoon. <laughs> First one was
0: really satisfying and and honestly, Prison Architect was, was one that was um really, really, I oh, think really? was really well done. Really satisfying. Setting up all the all the like plumbing and the showers and the setting up the cells and the rooms That's and the kitchen funny. and the it was really really satisfying and this was just kind of like after 40 minutes uh, i was like you know okay i yeah. i you lost me i'm sure the game is probably fine yeah
1: but it's just it didn't capture you it just yeah it lost me <laughs> uh did you see that they that rockstar announced that gta 6 the first trailer will come out in december
0: uh, I yep, I saw that. I heard that. Uh, I heard
1: that the budget was like over a billion dollars. <laughs> Is that the first game with a billion dollar budget? It might be now we remember we had that conversation about how many gta five copies sold like they made billions off gta five. I mean, there was like hundreds of millions of copies sold they they've spent they so much money from the like shark cards and the GTA online community so um but yeah gta 6 apparently we're actually getting a trailer for that pretty soon dude there's just something about like gta
0: 3 was such a monumental game like it was totally game-changing like nothing before that just gave me the experience of like i can do yeah quote-unquote whatever i want like i can just drive on sidewalks and like run people over and like like I mean, like other games had stuff like that, yeah. but not not as immersive and in depth in a way that I think GTA 3 really changed the game. And then San Andreas, there's something about the open environment of San Andreas and the soundtrack. Yeah. I hear like the Young Turks or yeah. um or like the Who Eminence Front and of listening to like K D S T driving through the yeah. desert. I don't know why I do that. That's like that was like a like an I'm nostalgic for that experience of like vibing in that environment, just listening to the yeah. radio.
1: I'm interested, man. They've obviously learned a lot from like the online and RP community because that's still like crazy thriving. Uh, obviously GTA made them apparently around like eight billion dollars. You know what's interesting too is that I heard. So you recently just, like, got deep into Red Dead Redemption 2, which is also Rockstar. Which I never finished, actually. I never finished that. I heard that the graphical upgrade to GTA 6 is going to be in the vein of the difference between GTA 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2. Like, graphically, those are, like, completely different playing fields. Like, Red Dead Redemption 2 is, like, one of the most beautiful-looking games ever when did, did gta 5 this is a line baby stupid question but did it come out before oh gta 5 came out on the playstation 3
0: 23rd yeah team yeah oh my god yeah great yeah gta 5 it's actually insane because it like i mean
1: i guess some of that's modding well like that game held up huh yeah it did and then look at like Red Dead's scenes and graphics. You know, what I mean, obviously you just like were in it, and so I've heard that they like. Uh, obviously, they've been only working, five years. They've been working on their engine, a ton, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. I'll be. I'll. I'll definitely be super interested just like to see because they're like the the first trailer comes out. Like I don't think we see GTA six for like a while, but
0: i saw um, a clip on twitter because i because i when, when i saw that you put gta 6 trailer or whatever i like youtube it.
1: there were some nine leaks. days ago
0: and i don't know if it's real or not can i show it or, or is that are it's not get real sued? yeah it's not real okay, so this isn't this is not it well
1: that might be real but like they've been hacked multiple times all that stuff was stolen yeah. I wonder,
0: like, the, see, like, here's the thing. Like, this could be GTA 5 modded for all I know. Yeah. Like, it's been a while since I played that I probably, like, remember the graphics better than what it was.
1: Or it could be GTA 6 with, like, half the settings turned off, right? Like, you know what I mean? In a in a dev environment or something.
0: Oh, okay. I guess this is GTA 5. Oh. All right. Yeah. So, there you go. So, uh, um, but well, yeah. Okay. I heard that there was some announcement, too, with fucking Star Citizen today. And I'm like, I'm sure Jesse will tell me. Not that I saw. Whoever, whoever said that in my chat earlier, are you still here? And or there was what a, was
1: that? An IAE, which is like their free fly week, where they. Uh... Oh, they re released the Star Engine demo. I knew that they were working on another demo for that. Um. But yeah, that's uh, that's just like they're also they've spent all this time they're hyping up their engine their star engine which is pretty sick so
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so okay. yeah um it's so right. funny like i played star star citizen the other day and uh it's funny cuz like it's interesting how just perception right like some people are like is this is this supposed to be like starfield and it's like oh my sweet summer child, <laughs> like Star Citizen has been twenty twelve, my my friends. Like This is supposed to be like Star Yeah it's, huh? it's just funny. And then but then the next thing they say is like, wait, are you actually leaving the planet without a loading screen? And I'm like, Yes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yes, brand, I new, am. Brand, new tech.
0: brand new tech, dude. Yeah. Um Oh shit, speaking of that video. That video was just about to hit four hundred K, dude. Like this. Oh, the Starfield. The my Starfield Baldur's Gate comparison video got 398,000 views. It's. I'm so glad that at one point I I decided to turn off push notifications to my phone from YouTube, um, because like 52 minutes ago, two hours ago, two hours ago, two hours ago, two hours ago, three hours ago, three hours ago, five hours ago, five hours ago, five hours ago, five hours ago, I just get like a dozen fucking. Oh my god! So many, I so many comments I still get every time I log into Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah. Facebook, wow, fake fucking Facebook. Log into YouTube, uh, pull up like to clear my notifications badge, and it's always like a little preview of yeah. all I see are the was it a better game that Tarkov going in the wrong direction? And yeah. my two Starfield videos are like the two most active videos right now. Yeah, um, and the comments are still. Still buck. Wild, oh yeah, dude. still
1: just as, as buck wild as as ever. Well, that is the stuff, the good stuff. Um. So yeah, dude. What's okay? So tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Uh, it'll be by the time you're hearing this on an episode, it'll be way later. But happy Thanksgiving to all of uh, the podcast listeners out there uh we're thankful for for you
0: we're thankful for you Um, especially the pp
1: the pp the pp enjoyers the the pp um and then uh and then we're kind of like heading towards december fast maybe we get some some cool gaming news maybe we get some arena maybe we get some veritas jesse kazam squads Mm -hmm. and arena once that comes out so uh some cool stuff coming but yeah thanksgiving i hope you guys have uh a good time with your family, wherever you are. I know we know the holidays can be a super exciting time or a rough time, but uh, thank you guys for just, yeah, allowing us to do this. It's super fun. We love it. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for hanging. This will be live on all the platforms Monday. Still, this will probably go live on the PP on Friday. Uh, If you are interested in more of this content or getting access to these episodes ad free and early, you can head to, patreon.com slash the podcast pod. We love the homies over there. We do extra episodes. It's super fun. But yeah, you guys are great. Thank you for hanging. And we will definitely see you on the next one. Peace.